I'm not entirely sure where this one uh, kind of came in as a big health food with everybody being like, oh, let me put kale in everything. Kale this, kale that. Honestly, it's not even that good. And no, there's not that many nutrients in it for you. Anyways, there are better things out there like spinach, arugula, Swiss chard, etc. You don't have to put yourself through the torture of eating kale because it is really gross. <laughs> certified transformational nutrition coach and expert in the areas of mental wellness and nutrition. And this podcast is to provide you with the tools and knowledge you need so that you can live a healthier and more natural life in our world where everything is kind of moving away from that. So today, what we are going to be talking about is some foods that are marketed as healthy, um, but in reality, are they? Are they actually healthy or is this something that's just kind of being, you know, marketed at us so that we buy things that may not be so good for us? Okay, so these are going to be some of the most popular health foods on the market. Uh, we're just going to kind of see if they have health benefits or if we're really just wasting our money. And you guys know that I don't like you to be wasting your money on things um, I don't like to waste my money on things. So in turn, <laughs> I don't want to see anybody do that, especially to big companies that uh, really, really don't care about the consumer. So we're all familiar with, you know, the gym goers favorite type of meal of chicken, broccoli and rice, right? This is like the king of the meal prep meal meals. You know, if I talk to anybody, um, who's like trying to gain weight or like do any type of bodybuilding or even like, like lose fat. Um, they usually tell me, Oh yeah, man, I've just been eating lots of chicken, broccoli, rice, or chicken, insert different veggie here, rice. Uh, some of these people will get good results with this and some people don't. Uh, I have had clients before who were like, Hey man, I've just been eating like so much chicken. Like this is what I've been doing, but I'm not seeing a whole lot in the way of fat loss. Now there can be a couple reasons for this, uh, but let's just go ahead and break down this meal itself. So you've got your starch, you know, which is the rice and rice is actually really good because once it's allowed to cool after it's been cooked, um, it becomes a resistant starch. Now, this is a very type of good starch for us. Um, same thing with potatoes. The same thing happens. You cook them, they're allowed to cool, and they become a resistant starch. So the rice is not a problem. Um, you know, and then you've got your cruciferous veggie broccoli. It's full of vitamins. It's full of minerals. And then we move on to our chicken. Now, chicken is a lean source of protein that is actually the most popular meat in the United States. It's often promoted in diet plans. It's promoted by trainers, you know, the mainstream diet culture to be eaten, you know, so that you can get healthy and lose weight, or that's what we kind of think, right? 
well, here's my problem with factory farmed chicken. There's a huge demand for chicken. And, you know, we all know how these big companies are trying to maximize profits, which unfortunately are at our expense. These chickens are fed diets of corn and soy, which are inflammatory foods for these chickens. A lot of the times you'll see um, on packages, oh, chickens are fed a vegetarian diet. Okay, that's actually not good. Chickens are not vegetarian. Chickens are omnivorous. They eat bugs. They eat worms. They eat all kinds of things. Not only do the chickens need to be eating um you know, the natural things that they would be eating, they need to be eating these bugs and stuff like that. So feeding chickens vegetarian diets is actually going against what they would be eating if they were just wild chickens. Now, eating corn and soy. If people eat corn and soy, they're going to get really fat in a bad way. It's not going to be good fat. Uh, And so these chickens are being fed that because... Corn and soy is very cheap. It's cheap because it's a government-subsidized food, which means the government pays for a lot of its production. So it's cheap. These chickens are going to eat it. These companies are making a profit there. Okay. You know the saying that you are what you eat? Well, you're also what your food ate. So if your food's eating an inflammatory diet, you are too. These chickens have also been bred to grow huge. I mean, like absolutely huge and really, really fast. A full-grown chicken today can weigh almost 10 pounds. But here's the thing. Adult chickens in the 1950s weighed two pounds full-grown. That's eight pounds more than they weighed 70 years ago. Was that 70? Yeah. Okay. Had to do some quick math there in my head. Right. Yeah. So that that's absolutely crazy. Like from two pounds to 10 pounds. And if you look up some pictures of how chickens have changed, how we have bred them, they're almost completely unrecognizable from what they were. Like chickens were these slender little cute looking things. And now if you look at the chickens that we're farming, they're these giant monstrous looking fluffy white blobs almost it's kind of sad like oh gosh and these poor little chickens honestly they weigh so much and they grow so fast that their bones and organs aren't able to develop properly and they're literally just being crushed under their own weight now this is like really sad for the chickens but honestly it seems a little inhumane if you ask me that we're basically creating these creatures that have such a low quality of life that their own weight is crushing them. Their hearts aren't able to develop. Uh, it's, you know, it's really, really sad. Um, so I, that's a, something that I have a problem with. And not only, you know, it, man, that just, yeah. But anyways, these factory farm chickens, uh, they're not able to move freely either. One, because a lot of them can't walk because... They can't stand up, but they're also packed into these buildings, so packed in there that these guys only get, uh, they get less than a square foot per chicken. That's like no space. Like, put your little arms out and look at what a 
roughly what a square foot is. Oh, it's really small. And you got a 10 pound chicken in there. How many 10 pound chickens you have? Like 30, 40,000 of these things in a building. Um, yeah, super, super sad. Uh, but on top of that, these guys are packed in there. And we know that when we t- pack tons of animals into tight quarters, um, they're going to be sitting in fecal matter. They're going to be spreading diseases between each other. They're going to be getting sick. If one of them's sick, there's so many in there, they're, you know, it's just going to run around in all of them. Uh, and again, you are what your food eats. And so they feed these chickens antibiotics. They feed them these antibiotics usually in their daily feed because, you know, you can't have your chickens dying. <laughs> if one of them gets sick, the whole lot's sick. So by feeding them antibiotics, they're kind of preventing that. Um, they're kind of going ahead of the curve of one of them gets sick, it's okay. The rest of them already have antibiotics. But this is a problem because by consuming these antibiotics daily, this makes these chickens a breeding ground for superbugs that are antibiotic resistant. And sometimes these superbugs can, yes, spread to us. And then we need antibiotics to get rid of them. And guess what? They are antibiotic resistant. Now, you know, antibiotics are not something you want to be consuming just like all willy-nilly all the time because they can not only lead to superbugs, but they can cause some serious damage to our health. Uh, Yes, they should be used in certain cases, but constant consumption is very dangerous to your microbiome which can lead to all kinds of health problems and, yes, the creation of superbugs. Very, very, very bad thing. Now, you can look for antibiotic-free chicken, but you do have to be a little careful here and really look at what they're saying. Now, most, or actually all chicken in the United States has to be considered antibiotic-free at the time of sale. But just because they put antibiotic-free on the label does not mean that the chicken was not given antibiotics. It just means that when they tested the meat, they didn't find any antibiotics in it. And again, that doesn't mean that there's not antibiotics in that meat. The tests do have a cutoff level. What that level is, I don't know, but if it's anything below that level, the test isn't going to pick it up. So just because it wasn't detected doesn't mean it's not still in there. Now, you can find chicken that was raised without antibiotics, and sometimes you will see on the label where it says no antibiotics ever, which means they don't use it um, raising the chickens or anything like that. Now, something else that's a little bit confusing that's put on these chicken labels is hormone-free, and you'll see that on pretty much any package of chicken that you pick up, or the word natural. And then again, what what does that mean? But hormone-free literally doesn't mean anything. They're putting that on there because most people don't know that raising chickens with hormones has been banned for many, many years. So putting that on there doesn't mean anything. It is against the law for them to raise chickens with hormones in the first place. So that's something they're kind of doing to make you be like, oh, well, this one says hormone-free, so I'm going to get that one. Yeah, it, it literally doesn't mean anything. Okay, so I'm almost done ruining conventional chicken for you, but I do have one last thing that's a really, really big issue that 
seems to be not so widely known, enemy seems like one of the worst problems, other than the way that we breed them, and obviously that's a whole other issue. But most, and I do say most chicken, is injected with a sodium and preservative solution during processing. Now, one reason they do this is because chicken is sold by weight. So by injecting the meat with this sodium solution, they're going to get more money from the buyers. Now, if this isn't one of the grossest things about this, I don't know what is. Chicken is honestly a really great meat, but the best type of chicken for you to buy is going to be from a local farmer who has a free range organically fed chicken or chickens. And I know that's not always an option for everybody. So the next best option is going to be to buy organic chickens from the store. Now, again, you're going to want to read the labels. You're really, really going to want to pay attention to what something means. All right, our next healthy food scam is kale. Now, I'll be completely honest here. I don't like kale. I think it's bitter, and honestly, it's just kind of yucky, and it's <laughs> it's very stinky. Like, kale smells like farts, kind of like broccoli, but I like broccoli. But it's, <laughs> to me, there's nothing good about kale kale and it's kind of ugly if you look at it it's just like all wrinkly and like you know other than it really just tasting bad and and being a ugly leaf it does have something called oxalic acid which is a toxin now overexposure to oxalic acid can cause headaches dizziness nausea vomiting convulsions comas and oh my gosh yes even death Sounds like I'm reading off a pharmaceutical commercial right now, doesn't it? So no thank you. I'm going to skip out on the kale smoothies. I'm not entirely sure where this one kind of came in as a big health food with everybody being like, oh, let me put kale in everything. Kale this, kale that. Honestly, it's not even that good. And no, there's not that many nutrients in it for you. Anyways, there are better things out there like spinach, arugula, Swiss chard, etc. You don't have to put yourself through the torture of eating kale because it is really gross. <laughs> and again, it has oxalic acid in it, which really, um, it's not good for you. Okay. What about oat milk? That's the new, uh, biggest non-dairy alternative, right? Well, other than the fact that you're getting 10 to 20 cents worth of oats and paying six to seven dollars for it, there really is another problem. Most oat milk isn't just oats and water, unfortunately, which is, you know, how you would make it if you were making it at home. But a lot of them have gums and thickeners, which are irritants to the gut lining and can cause GI problems like bloating and food sensitivities. There's also the problem of added sugar, and they do this to enhance the flavor, but we consume so much added sugar already that we really don't need it in anything else. And my goodness, you don't need it in your oat milk. You're probably already putting sugar in your coffee or in your cereal or getting sugar cereal or whatever you're using your oat milk for. So you don't need sugar in that as well. And on top of that, 
canola oil is often added so that the oat milk can get, you know, a frothy consistency. And you guys know exactly how I feel about canola oil, so this is a hard no from me. I am again going to pass on this, and I am not buying oat milk from the store. Now, if you really, really do love oat milk, just make it yourself. It's actually really easy. All you have to do is look up a quick YouTube video, and then you'll be so overspending $7 for a half gallon of bullshit. You literally just blend, you soak your oats, you know, and then you blend them and then you run them through like a little cheesecloth or a nut milk bag or something. And there you go. You have your oat milk. That's really all it is, is oats and water. So, you know, there's just a couple of the healthy foods that are constantly thrown at us as super healthy. And Oh, you need to eat these to be healthy. Listen, you don't need to spend tons of money to eat healthy. Yes, all the powders and supplements are nice, but again, they are just that, supplements. We really need to get our main source of nutrients from real whole foods. Now, if you're looking at a food and you have no idea what it could have come from, for example, like a Dorito, then that's probably not a healthy option. Eat your meats, eat your veggies, eat your fruits, cheese, your natural sugars, all of those things. And if you can do that, you'll be doing so much better for yourself than if you just ate processed junk all the time. And yes, processed junk does include protein bars and protein cookies. These are not health foods. And oh my gosh, no freaking joke, I saw an ad for protein donuts I think people have absolutely lost their minds. Adding a cheap source of protein to something does not make it a health food. If you learn anything at all from me, please learn this. And also that canola oil is terrible. You know, these two things will get you very, very far in your health journey. All right. Well, as always, thank you again for hanging out with me today. I really, really do appreciate each and every one of you wonderful people. So go out there. Don't get scammed by these food companies. Don't waste your money on oat milk from the store because you can make it. And get better chicken because if you are eating chicken and you're having a problem losing weight, it could be that your chicken is the problem. You want to get clean sources of meat that were raised well, that were fed well, so that you can be fed well and feed your cells well. Sing well a lot. All right, well. <laughs> Until next time, my friends, go out there and have yourself a great freaking day.